Hey, you're listening to The 100 Day Project Podcast. The 100 Day Project is a free global art movement. Every spring, thousands of people all around the world commit to 100 days of exploring their creativity and sharing their process online. Find out more at the100dayproject.org. Hi, and welcome to the 100 Day Project Podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Jean Thompson, and our guest today is Hope Meng, a San Francisco-based graphic designer who focuses on typography and lettering. She runs a brand identity studio and several cool projects, including the Monogram Project and Text Tile, or is it Text Slash Tile? I would say Text Tile. Great. I mean, it's yours, so we should call it what what you want to call it. Hi, Hope. Welcome. Hi. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here and coming to tell us more about these exciting projects. So um, one of the things that I love about how you describe the monogram project is that it's ongoing and it will conclude in the very distant future. (laughs) So distant. (laughs) So remember, however many days it takes listeners to do their 100-day project is is the great perfect amount of days. Um, (laughs) What is the Monogram Project? Yeah, so um, Monogram Project is something that I started back in November of 2013, I think. Oh, wait, is that right? (laughs) No, it might be only like three or four years ago. So that would be 2015. Um, And it started kind of on a whim. I just noticed that whenever I was working on a branding project, that one of the options I always wanted to propose was a monogram. And I think there's a lot of reasons for that. I mean, I think, you know, as somebody who's really focused on typography and lettering, Mm -hmm. just think like typographic voice for an organization is so important. And it can be a lot of times it can be more timeless than um, something more visual. Like if you think about GE or like Mm, the DNA or Louis Vuitton, those are marks that have been around for hundreds of years. And so um, I noticed that I was interested in doing that for companies. And I sort of just thought, hey, wouldn't it be crazy if I I explored um, like basically every combination that the alphabet provides us? So starting from AA and ending at ZZ. Mm. kind of not really doing the math and realizing that, that it would take me, <laughs> you know, 20 years or something to finish it. If I, long, long-term if I project. Through. Exactly. And where are you now? I have finished the C's. <laughs> <laughs> See, about 20 years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but I'm still getting a lot of joy out of the project. And I think that, you know, I haven't, I took a little bit of a break after the season. I will, um, I'm about to, I, I, one of my goals this year is to finish up the entire series of D monograms. Awesome. Bit by bit, right? Letter by letter. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And what about textile? Tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah. So textile studios is, um, a, the project name for something that I kicked off just last year. So I feel like it's been brewing in my mind for maybe almost a decade. Um, so, I mean, to go way back, you know, it's kind of kicked off, kind of started off with my thesis project. Um, I went to California College of the Arts and I got a BA 
BFA in graphic design. And for my thesis project, um, just to rewind a little bit, while I was going to school, um, getting my degree in graphic design, at the same time, I had started this um, sewing lounge, which was called Stitch Lounge. It was located in San Francisco in um, Hayes Valley, and we were open from about 2004 to 2008. And it was the country's first sewing lounge that, you know, that we knew of. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and basically, it was a place, you know, this was back in the day when you used to have like internet cafes, and you could hop in an internet cafe, and you could rent time on a computer for an hour and, you know, do all your emails. So it was sort of the same model, but for sewing. And we just had much more of a, like, young, hip, low barriers to entry kind of vibe going on that Mm -hmm. really clicked um, at the right time. This was right around that time that like Etsy was really big and just the craft was seeing like a huge resurgence. Yeah, yeah. And so I had started that with um, two of my best friends. And um, so, you know, I clearly have like a big interest in sewing and um, in refashioning clothing. And that was, I was doing that venture at the same time that I was going to art school. So it was a very crazy time in my life. <laughs> um, but, you know, there they were two parts of me um, that like my, my, design side was like much more classically trained. I went to an art school. I studied form, like all that kind of stuff. And then my sewing work was just, it was entirely self-taught. I just sat down on a sewing machine one day and started trying to make things. Mm -hmm. And so um, I didn't quite know how to get, you know, these two interests aligned or how to meld them together in any way. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I did do that with my thesis project and I ended up making these, the series of black and white quilts. They like won some sort of like, I can't remember exactly what it was, but you know, I got like an award at the thesis show for it. And so there was a lot of, um, I had a lot of feedback from people, you know, in the design world that this was something that was really interesting, but I didn't know how to take it to the next level. And so it was just kind of burning in the back of my mind for years and years and years. And then in that time, you know, I had kids and it was just like, life was just crazy. I didn't have time to like really think about it. But last year, it kind of just came to me fully formed, um, <laughs> the, the idea of it. I mean, yeah. fully formed in the concept, not in the actual execution of it. Mm-hmm. And um, so what it is, is a, it's a essentially a typographic system that's based on the visual language of quilt blocks. So when you think of quilts, you often think of like, you know, triangles or, um, I mean, there's a lot of like pieced triangles in quilting. Mm-hmm. And so I sort of took that language and developed an alphabet from it. And my, my intention with that project is to, you know, there's a lot of, um, one of the things that's so lovely about quilts is that there are embedded messages in them. Like we've seen that through, uh, if you are familiar with the quilts from G's Bend, like the women there, you know, used fabrics from their old work clothes. And so like the quilts have these messages imbued in them about like survival and self-sufficiency and, and, you know, empowerment. And so I love the idea of like taking these like implicit messages that are contained within a quilt and then making them just explicit. And, you know, I didn't want the final product to look 
like cheesy in any way. So I, this alphabet that I designed is like super abstract and, you know, pretty, like, I think at first it, it just looks like a really cool design, but then if you like stay with the work a little longer, you can make out these letter forms and then you can see the message. And then like, once you see it, you kind of can't unsee it. Yeah, they're so bold and graphic and you don't see it immediately. And I think that's part of the beauty that you really like there's something, right? And you have to you have to like sit with it for a second and then the message is revealed. Which right. is just really lovely. Um and they're beautiful quilts. Thank um you. Yeah, so what's what's kind of the vision for where you're taking those? Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, so last year um I had the opportunity to kind of introduce the textile project to the world um, through the San Francisco Creative Mornings. And so for that event, I created just the alphabet. Mm-hmm. Um, so I currently, the only thing that exists for um, textile, the textile project currently is an alphabet quilt. And then this year, um, what I'm hoping to do is roll out a feminist quilt series. And basically there'll be quilts that are that have messages in them like matriarchy or nevertheless she persisted or feminist messages in general. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they probably have additional like designs in them as well. Um, But I'd love to have like a series of, you know, maybe five quilts um, that have a feminist message. And I think that that, I just love the idea of like taking, you know, something, a medium that is often considered like women's work and um, adding a feminist slant to it. We will see how far I get with that project <laughs> this year. Um, as you know, like a quilt can be many, many hours um, of work. I yeah, think how the, many hours? I mean, between 40 and 60 hours of wow. work. And wow. yeah, and you know, it's really, um, it's very exacting, mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of, I don't know, it, it definitely like stimulates a certain side of my brain that like the art side doesn't because you know I'm definitely attracted to that in a certain way but it is also like you have to do a lot of fairly complex math to get these all aligned correctly Mm -hmm. (laughs) so it is a uh, yeah each one is a huge endeavor I I can only imagine (laughs) you and I you and I were talking about this recently so we're both here in San Francisco and um and we were kind of talking about this conceptually as this, this kind of vision of elevating women's work. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas, you know, I, I think like, like you said earlier, like as kind of the craft and uh, kind of like do it yourself type movements have gotten really popular in the last couple of years. I think people have a greater appreciation for the type of skill and care and handwork that goes into this kind of thing. But kind of like more broadly, people doing the the project like a lot of times people say like oh you know I'm not an artist they'll say this to me I'm not an artist I just knit or uh you know I'm not an artist I just you know do this thing and the Mm -hmm. idea that like why why isn't your knitting art like why Mm -hmm. isn't a a quilt fine art of course it can be fine art absolutely yeah I mean I I honestly think that that is just an extension of you know, how undervalued women's work is in general in our culture or has historically been. I think you're right. Things are changing and people are becoming more, 
you know, woke to all kinds of um, issues um, around like the things that women are interested in. But, you know, I mean, as we know in the art world, like painting as a medium is like hugely more valued than like Mm -hmm. embroidery or quilting or like, you know, scrapbooking, for instance, and like who tends to do those crafts? It's women. Women. Um, And I, and I don't think that's like really, I I don't, I don't think that that's um, a coincidence. I don't, I don't think so either. One of the other things that we were talking about as we were kind of chatting about doing this interview was this idea of being an, and this is in quotation marks, older practitioner in the field. And I mean, you're, you're 40. Can I say that? Is that, is it polite to say somebody <laughs> else's age? Like I talked about, yeah, I talk well, about I'm my own age. 42. 42. <laughs> um, but like this idea that at 42, that on Instagram, which can skew very young, I actually got an email today from somebody who was interested in doing the project and they asked me, is there an age limit? And I'm like, of course there's not an age limit to doing the project or to being a creative person. But I think a lot of us have internalized this idea that like, uh, if you haven't accomplished X by age, you know, whatever, that like, can you still do it? <laughs> what is it? What are your thoughts about that? Well, it's so funny because I ha- I just had, I just turned 42 like last week and I was Happy reflecting birthday. on that a lot. No, oh, thank you. I was reflecting on that a lot. I listened to, you know, a bunch of different creative podcasts and a couple, couple months ago, I was listening to one where, you know, the host is, I mean, he's in his thirties or something and he's interviewing this guy who's like a 25 year old lettering artist, you know, and this guy is just like killing it mm-hmm. in his career. And, you know, he said some. the host said something like, man, I was 31 before I realized what I wanted to do <laughs> with my life. And I just had to have a little laugh to myself. Mm-hmm. Like, Oh my God, like that guy is, you know, he thinks he's so behind, but here I am like a decade behind him before I'm realizing like what my voice is, like where I want my career to go. And I mean, I just think, you know, it's all part of the journey. Like why would I want to, I would never want to change. I mean, I I will say this. I very much, I have a lot of admiration for people who are 20 years old and know what they want to do for the rest of Mm -hmm. their lives. They are going to be amazing by the time they're (laughs) 35, you know, Mm -hmm. but like, you know, that's, that's not where my life was. And I'm so, or that's not how my life went. that's where most people's lives go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's true. Like you see these, you know, I'm sure there's probably some over-representation as well on Instagram, just because that kind of tends to be like a younger Mm. people who are, you know, in their, I would say probably 35 and younger are just much more likely to be sharing their work and uh, on that medium, you mm-hmm. know? So it probably just seems to, like to everyone else that, you know, everybody's like 30 and just like at the pinnacle of their career. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, there's so, I mean, number one, there's so much more to life than just your career. <laughs> yes. Amen. And then, you know, number two, like, you know, it's a, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Like you need to make sure that in your career that you are doing something that is sustainable for you. And, Mm -hmm. you know, for some people, um, 
but not a lot. Like I hear a lot of young, you know, 25 year old lettering artists talking about how they've already burnt out because they push themselves so hard. And, um, and I think that's one thing that you learn as you get older is like, you know, you kind of need to pace yourself. Like you're not Mm -hmm. otherwise, like, what's the point of, working like crazy boundaries exactly yeah exactly yeah and you're a parent so like there's kind of like a built-in boundary around that I would imagine definitely um yeah parent of two young kids yeah yeah just kind of now starting to come out of the the fog (laughs) (laughs) How, how old are your kids they are eight and four yeah and yeah I mean what it does is it just puts like major constraints on your time, you know, and, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of times as, um, like as a designer, for instance, like you do work that pays you, it's like the bread and butter work, but that kind Mm -hmm. of work often doesn't make it to the old gram, you know, it's like, you know, it's like a corporate sustainability report or something. (laughs) That's that's not going to get a lot of likes on Instagram. So it's stuff that you put on Instagram is stuff that you're doing in your spare time. And the the passion project work that you want to create. And, you know, you just don't have a lot of time to do stuff like that when you have young kids. Yeah, the kind of it's just not that season. You posted on Instagram recently for your birthday. You actually went to an art museum with your kids, and I think you were saying something about how it was kind of the first time you had been able to do that. Yeah, I, I, there. So what I was um, saying in that post was that I always on my birthday I usually give myself the, the day off. So you know, hashtag mm-hmm. freelance life. Um, but usually <laughs> I give myself the day off and I go and I look at art. And Mm -hmm. some years that was the only time I set foot in an art museum all year. And some years I just like, didn't even make it, you know? And now that my kids are old enough for us all to go and enjoy art together, it's like such a joy. I, I just Mm -hmm. don't take it for granted anymore. And you were sharing like their takes on the work, which I actually thought were very fun and insightful. (laughs) It is my favorite thing to do with them. <laughs> so fun. So we actually, we get a lot of people or a lot of the questions I get about the project are like, I'm a parent. Like I don't have, I don't have spare time for this or I'm a parent and like, how do I involve my kids in this? And uh, what would you say to, to those folks? So on the time issue, um, here's what I would say. So I was very much in the same place like two years ago. And last year I was able to produce like a ton more, um, you know, kind of extracurricular work. And that's mm-hmm. because number one, I like quit TV. I just like oh, cold turkey yeah. it. <laughs> Um, I just stopped watching. I was like, you know what? This is, I mean, it's great, but I, if I want to get anything done, like something's got to give, you know? And Mm -hmm. if I I really feel passionate about this, like I just, I have to give something up. It's got to be, you know, and, and that happened to be TV and I did not miss it at all. Yeah. I mean, everyone now and again, I do feel like I'm missing out on some sort of like cultural, you know, 
thing that everybody's thing talking, that everybody's about. talking about. Yeah. Um, but you know, in general, it's like not like a huge gap in my life. So mm-hmm. that, that was one thing. And then the other thing was, I, I mean, I didn't give up drinking, but I stopped like having a glass of wine with my dinner and yeah. those two things in conjunction, I just had so much more energy to put towards like the passion projects. And so, you know, as a busy person, like you don't have to be a parent to make these choices. You just have to know that this is, that the 100 day project is like the thing that you want to focus on. You know, you could do anything for 100 days. (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, I think that's good feedback. Like, I think if, if we're being really, most of us, if we're being really honest with ourselves, we probably could find five minutes to do this if we wanted to. Absolutely. And that might mean not watching TV or not having a glass of wine. Mm -hmm. But like, what do you really want? Exactly. And in terms of like, um, involving your children. So that was actually one of my huge goals last year. I, Mm -hmm. I was just so focused on like the kids that I realized they kind of barely knew what I did or that, you know, mommy like draws a lot and draws letters. a yeah. lot. And yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't have all the answers for this, but like, because it's definitely a work in progress for me, but I will say just like doodling in front of them is a huge, mm-hmm. like they totally get what I do now. And mm-hmm. um, towards the end of last year, I decided to paint one of the walls in our, um, in our home, like with chalkboard paint and, mm-hmm. you know, the kids obviously love that. But now what I do is like once a month, I let them choose a word and then I draw that word and they totally understand that like mommy draws letters and mommy like does it really well, you know? <laughs> Yeah. Um, and so it's like That's simple so cool. things. and they get to participate exactly in a way that they can yeah yeah and so it's just you know little things like that I think really make a huge difference yeah I follow um Swiss Miss on Instagram and her kids are a little bit older than your kids like the oldest one's probably like 12 and mm-hmm. the younger one's maybe like I don't know eight or nine but she plays this game with him where she'll draw often like a number or a shape and he turns it into a creature, but they, it's almost like, um, it's almost like a, like they're playing like volleyball with lines. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? No, I've seen it. It's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I don't have kids, but I can imagine that it's actually probably really great for them to see their parents do things that make them happy. Absolutely. I, I agree with that. And, um, and you know, I think, you know, things like the, the Swiss Miss project, like sometimes you see that as a parent and you're like, Oh my God, that's so much work. Like it's, (laughs) (laughs) I I don't have an hour to sit with him and like do all that stuff, you know? So, you know, you see those things that, you know, with this really awesome end product and you're like actually a little bit intimidated by it. But, you know, again, I just think just doodling in front of them is enough. Yeah, it's a good place to start. Yeah. So we only have a couple of minutes left. I'd love to hear a little bit more about what's next for you, where people can find you. Um, tell us, tell us a little bit more. Sure. So um, I currently am pretty busy with my design practice. I actually just did a 
really big lettered piece for um, that lady thing, which was um, it's kind of one of those experiential pop-up museums, but it had mm-hmm. a big feminist slant. Um, and they used my lettering work and like um, projected it onto the wall and had this whole like motion graphics thing going on, which is super cool. Um, and so I'm, I'm starting to do a lot more work like that where I get hired like just for the lettering part, which is great. I love that. Cool. And so you can find me on Instagram at Hope Meng Design. That's H-O-P-E-N-E-N-G Design. And that tends to be a lot of like, you know, my more fun work, like just passion project type stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't share a lot of client work on there for some reason. I kind of want to change that this year. Okay. Um, but then also um, at hopemang.com, you can find links to monogram project and hopefully I'll have something on textile studios by the time this comes out by the time this comes out (laughs) we'll see well you do have a lot of projects I do yes (laughs) which I admire and I appreciate about you and I'm definitely going to link to all of those things so people can find you easily so I'm uh as kind of like a a final question Mm -hmm. What would you say to folks who are doing the project or um, kind of just interested in exploring their creativity generally? Uh, what kind of words of encouragement do you have for folks? Well, I I think the first thing I would say is like, don't worry about creating something that's Instagram worthy. Like mm-hmm. I look back on some of my first monograms and I'm like, super cringy about it. I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe I put this out and I thought it was so good at the time. I mean, it's, I think that if you look back on your work and you think it's terrible, that's actually a good thing. It means that you're growing and that you're learning and, you know, I just, just the practice of it is enough. The journey is what it's all about. I love that. The practice of it is enough. And it is. Totally is. Thank you so much for coming and sharing. I really love your work. So I'm excited to to get to share a little bit of your story with the community. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much, Lindsay. Hey, thanks for listening. I'm your host, Lindsay Jean Thompson. This episode is sponsored by Going Graphic. If you're a creative looking to grow your brand, Going Graphic is your answer. Whether you've been in business for years or just getting started, Going Graphic can help you build your business while you get to focus on the stuff you love doing. Going Graphic specializes in logo design, print design, and marketing, including social media management, email marketing, blog posts, and more. For a free consultation, visit goinggraphic.com and mention The 100 Day Project. Freedom to be creative is here for you. Podcast produced by Adam Day, music by Peter Fenn, Our guest next week, you may know from Creative Pep Talk. That's right. It's the one and only Dr. Andy J. Pizza. I think for the longest time I was saying no to life. And I was afraid of life and afraid of adulthood and and all these different things. And I found that all the art that makes me 
gives me courage and determination to take on life head on and and not just accept it but mold it and and change it and if it's if i'm not sure if life is good then try to make it good and so i think there's some kind of internal switch for me where it's either i'm saying no to life or saying yes to life and a lot of times the difference between that switch is some story or art 